0: This is the Fan and Fanatic Podcast. I'm Parker Grilecki, aka the Fan and Fanatic, and with me as always is my broadcast partner, Dad, aka Ryan Grilecki. I've got a passion for all things sports, so on the Fan and Fanatic Podcast, we'll talk to anyone and everyone from all over the world of sports who will sit still long enough to answer my questions.
1: That's right. Now, as a result of complications from severe brain damage at birth, unfortunately, Parker will never be able to physically play sports. But that cannot and has never stopped him from loving everything about sports and dreaming of a career in broadcasting. So each of our guests graciously gives of their time on this podcast to invest in Parker's dream and to help him be part of the sports world he loves so dearly. Now,
0: let's lay ball. Welcome back, Fanatic Addicts, to the Fan and Fanatic Podcast. I'm super excited about my guest today because he is, without a doubt, probably some, one of the coolest people I know. Because um, he, he works for probably the biggest sports radio station in the New England metro... In the, in the New England... Um, area of the of the usa Mm -hmm. mr rich schurdenlieb so mr schurdenlieb sir why don't you tell everyone who you are where you're from and your connection to the world of sports
1: oh well parker i am on a radio station here that is the flagship of the patriots the celtics the bruins and the new england revolution and uh this this region is crazy about sports so i'm extremely lucky that uh, a lot of people listen to us, and you know, every morning I try to talk people down when they get upset that the Patriots are stinking, or I, you know, try to, uh, you know, get, you know, feel the energy of the people who are excited about the Celtics season. It's it's great being on the other side of it. I'm extremely lucky, Parker.
0: Very good, very good. So do you by so do you by any chance know M- Mr. Johnny, the voice of the the the, the raspy radio voices of Boston Celtics
1: most? Parker I he is, his calls are legendary up here every I mean you hear the stole the ball the check stole the ball <laughs> That's pretty good that's not bad Parker not bad I can't at all. do
0: I I can't do the raspy like old man voice that he does but anyways
1: Well, well Parker th- this region is known for having some of the craziest most colorful play by play voices mm, and color mm. commentators um, Scott Zolak, he is the, uh, the person you, you had mentioned him before. He's the guy who does the, um, color commentary for the uh, Patriots on our station. He used to play for the new England Patriots, uh, for a little bit at quarterback. And that guy gets so into the calls. There was one time a couple of years ago where Tom Brady throws this pass into the end zone. To Against beat- the Falcons, right? Um, No, but that was awesome. Like that.
0: Because in that in that Falcons game, actually, no, you go ahead. And then I I I just remembered another call.
1: Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, no. I mean, he just threw this pass, and Scott Zolak got so excited that he just started yelling words. He just went unicorns, show ponies. Where's the beef? And, And it was just so awesome. That this guy was so into it that his brain exploded on the air and he was so happy that he just started yelling these crazy words. And that's what I love about these guys up here, you know?
0: I'll have to find, do you by any chance remember like which play that was and who it was against?
1: Yes, it was, I believe we were- it was against the Saints. If you just Google Unicorns Show Ponies, Where's the Beef, you will find that clip. It is one of the all time. Like make like make you laugh, your stomach hurts when that happens. It's fantastic.
0: so, um, I believe Bob Sochi, who is the, who is the voice of the Patriots, was pro- was a part of one of the greatest um NFL was probably a part of the greatest Super Bowl comeback in the, in the in NFL history. Mm-hmm. The, or, as I like to call it the or, or, as I like to call it, the 28
1: to three choke. <laughs> now Parker are you you being from the south are you a, a a Falcons fan
0: no I'm actually a neutral fan there's a long story behind that but if if you don't mind and then I'll lead into another question so anyhow as as you said so I, I'm from Atlanta so I was a so I'm a die-hard Hawks fan and I oh. hated Le- and at some point in my life I hated LeBron James like without but then, and so anyways, I did a, so I, did, I, I was doing, I, so I, the Hawks invited me to, to do, to go to their, uh, fan day thing against the 76ers, which happened to be the final game before the big re- arena renovation. And so during one of the interviews, I look into the camera and I say, shout out to every NBA player, even you, LeBron, even though I've hated you for my whole life. <laughs> so then the Hawks grabbed that clip, tweeted it to, tweeted it to LeBron. And then my dad told me that, they, that the Hawks had done this. And I was,
1: Demoralized. Oh no! You're a hero for doing that. You know how many people. You know how many teams LeBron's heart has broken. Like me, I'm a Celtics fan, and I've seen LeBron come in here. Now the Celtics have had some success, but I've there's been times where he's broken my heart as a Celtics fan. And so, from me, from all, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the voice of all the people in Boston, and I want to say on behalf of all of them. Thank you, Parker. That was an awesome thing to say. Don't ever feel yeah. demoralized. You were a hero for that.
0: So yeah, I didn't want to start a Twitter beef with LeBron. So my dad, <laughs> being the loving father he is, he tweeted LeBron and made sure everything was okay. And ever since then, I've been a neutral fan. Oh, and back to what you said about the LeBron James thing. I don't suppose you remember Terry versus LeBron?
1: Oh, uh, when uh, uh,
0: when LeBron like like legit like Michael Jordan dunked on. Uh, Jason Terry
1: mm-hmm. it, it's he he had a way of just coming out of no, not coming out of nowhere but just bringing out his best in the playoffs LeBron was infuriatingly good
0: and if I remember correctly Bob Sochi had a call and I, that's that went a little something like this and I quote Brady's back Brady's back that's your quarterback or is that some other guy
1: well, you, you're, that is Scott Zolak, the, the, uniform, uh, Unicorn Show Ponies Wears the Beef. That was, so, Zo- uh, Soce was on that call. Like they were both in the booth together. And you're absolutely right. The first part of the call was Bob Sosie saying, and Brady did it. And then that's when Zolak, the guy who I told you about, lost his mind in the best way because he's basically a fan watching these games. He
0: said, and then he said, Brady's back. Brady's back.
1: That's your quarterback, right? Oh yeah, it was it was he's he's gets so into it and and that I'll tell you what, the one thing I have a ton of fans Parker because I I grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And so that Super Bowl when it was the Falcons 28-3 game, I had all of my friends from Atlanta texting me all these pictures about how how awful Brady is and that they can't wait to go to the parade. And how this is like the biggest beatdown ever. And then all of a sudden in the second half, my phone just stopped getting texts. (laughs) And I I didn't want to, I didn't want to jinx it. That was such an intense game, Parker, that I didn't even enjoy it until about a week later. Because I couldn't believe it happened. So many strange things had to happen for them to make that comeback. And I remember I woke up my son. I threw him out of bed. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. And he didn't understand what was going on. And I I couldn't enjoy it until about a week later because I couldn't believe it happened, Parker. It was amazing. Very oh, good. Very know. good.
0: Very good. So you grew up in Atlanta. Do you cheer for the Atlanta teams, the Boston teams, or both?
1: Uh, so I was never a big Falcons fan. Um, uh, and my whole Yeah, world- I,
0: I get that. The Falcons are kind of terrible at the moment. You know what? Though, which honestly, I just realized something. So, Desmond Ritter, who was supposed to be our franchise quarterback, kind of didn't do so well. But so then they started Taylor Heineke last week against the um the Vikings. Yep. And Taylor Heineke blew that lead. So. (laughs) <laughs> so in other words, our quarterback our, our quarterback situation isn't our problem. Our problem is our coaching staff. But anyways, sorry for that
1: interruption. Go ahead. You were oh, saying? No, no, no problem. Now, now I always like the Hawks because one of my first games that I went to was, see, when I was a kid, there, were, uh, there was a, I don't want to call them a big three, but there were three guys who played for the Hawks that were must-see. It was Dominique Wilkins, who at the time was like the slam dunk champion. Mm-hmm. And then there was Spud Webb who was tiny and became a slam dunk champion. The potato spider. <laughs> you are a fan man. And then um Doc Rivers was on that team too who of course went on to coach the Celtics to a championship and I love Doc and I love that team. And at the Omni, which is where they used to play, was where which I was. now a them.
0: hotel if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's right. They're like the CNN Center is right next to it, but I remember I saw Jordan play. Um, I, I, I saw um, the Hawks play Larry Bird, you know, with the Celtics. And I was a, it's ironic that I live in Boston, but my whole life I was a Celtics fan because my, it was like my great aunt or something was married to a, a guy who played for the Celtics in like the 50s, like long time ago. So there was like a family relation to that. So I was always a Celtics fan, but that Hawks team was so much fun. So I grew up a, a, a Hawks fan. Um, the Braves, I was there for when, you know, they won the world series. I was a big Braves fan. Um, I'm, I'm still a Braves fan. It's okay to be a, a national, have a national league team and an American league team. If um, I remember
0: correctly, the, in recent history, the Red Sox beat the Braves nine to one.
1: Oh, well, I'll tell you what they the Braves are a way better team than the Red Sox right now, though, man, I, I love that Braves team. I know that they obviously disappointed in the postseason. But this Red Sox team is a mess right now. So uh, be, I'd be happy if you're a Braves fan, because at least you've got the pieces. You've got great talent. They're entertaining to watch on any given night. But the Red Sox are just kind of just there, wasting everyone's time.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, do you think Chris Sale dyed his socks red once he joined the Red Sox? <laughs> eh? Eh? <laughs> because, you know, he played for the White Sox, and now he plays for the Red Sox. Say, so. You know
1: what? I I I got to think that's probably something that crossed his mind to win the favor of the fans. I just wish he was healthy. I just wish he could be on the mound and pitch. That would be nice. <laughs> so what do you do for the station? Uh, so, Parker, I am a, one of the guys that's on in the morning. So it's from 6 to 10 a.m. You know, I, I, I work with my partner, and uh, we do a show where... We talk about sports. There's obviously a lot to talk about, but you know, we also talk about stuff that just makes us laugh. You know, like, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do entire breaks that have nothing to do with sports and we'll just go off on tangents and talk about something that we saw that, that, you know, that, that, that cracked us up. And, um, and it's a fun show. And, and we, we love it that, you know, we get all the guests on, you know, we, we interview coaches for the teams, like players on the teams um, sometimes even comedians will come in studio. We're just basically what we find interesting. We talk about, and what we find interesting a lot of the time is, you know, the sports in town.
0: So actually, it, so here's here's a t- another tie-in to you. The most recent Hawks game I ever I, I've been to was against was actually against the Celtics. Hmm. So Jason Tatum, you know, Jason Tatum and the boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's your, now who is your favorite player in the NBA of all the players now in the NBA?
0: Oh dude. You know, honestly, I think, yeah. Okay. Look LeBron definitely. Cause you remember when LeBron broke that, like became the new NBA scoring leader. Yep. So le- le- let me give a flashback. So LeBron earlier in that game. So I was listening to that game, right? LeBron got popped in the eyeball, and I was like, "Oh man, LeBron's not going to play." But you know, being the absolute athlete he is, LeBron powered through it. Uh, powered through it, played the game, and be- and became the new NBA score became the new NBA all time scoring leader. And that was that.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what a I mean, he's he's unbelievable, and he's he's a guy that you know we're gonna. I think about that when I think of like Tom Brady. Like I'm gonna tell my grandkids that I got to see Tom Brady play. I know that there's going to be a lot of times where you say, you know, as much as, you know, I, I I hate to say it, LeBron is just fantastic and he's been great. Although I'll still stand by it until the day I die that Michael Jordan's better. I know there's a big debate. Heck, I think Kobe Bryant is a better player or was a better player than LeBron James. But LeBron James is up there. He's definitely one of the best.
0: I know this might be a sore subject, but do you remember Ime
1: Udoka? Oh, oh yes, I do remember Ime Udoka. Yep.
0: So, (laughs) I'm not going to. We're not going to get into what he did because honestly, that's a lot. That's a little too, you know. It's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, It's a little
0: too risque for a sports podcast. There's
1: no question, but I'll tell you something funny, Parker, is that.
0: Because wasn't there. Weren't they supposed to hire him after that season because he was the. Or did he? Or did they just never hire him back because Joe Mazzula did such a good
1: job? I, I think what had happened. So I, this is so crazy, Parker. You know, at the beginning of every year, they have this thing called Media Day that mm-hmm. uh, I would go down and I get to sit down with all of the Boston Celtics and whoever I want. It's like this, It's you know one one on one. You know, I interview Tatum every year and Jalen Brown and all these guys, and um, and interview the coach and you know Brad Stevens, at GM, and all that. Um, Wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Parker, is that day where I had to sit down with all the players was like two days after everything was announced about Emi Adoka. So everyone who was there was like in this really weird mood, like, we don't know what we can say about anything. You know, like um, Joe Mazzula had just found out that he was the interim head coach. So every interview, just basically they couldn't talk about it. They were just like, I don't know what to say right now. Every interview was like super weird, but it ended up working out because Missoula ended up being a pretty darn good coach in the end.
0: Whatever happened to Brad Stevens? Was he, uh, did he get the boot or did he just retire from old age?
1: Well, they loved him so much that they moved him from being a coach to being the president of basketball operations. So, oh, so he's still with
0: the team, but yeah. but higher up.
1: He is. He, he's the one who hires the coach. You know, he's the guy, he's the decision maker. And he's very, very smart guy, um, Brad Stevens. Absolutely.
0: Oh, by the way, do you know? Who Eddie Palladino is? Oh, he's the
1: announcer for the Celtics. Absolutely.
0: Jalen Brown.
1: (laughs) Do do you know who Mike Gorman is by any chance? No, no. So Mike Gorman is the TV voice.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super, super thick Boston accent, right? Right. Mike Gorman.
1: Sure, he's from Dorchester, which is- And then, oh, yeah.
0: Dorchester, packed it. Swampscat, packed it. The Harbour, the Revere. I assume you know what I'm talking about.
1: It's like you're from here. My goodness. You me-
0: <laughs> did you do you do you remember back do you remember a few Super Bowls ago where they did where Hyundai did the the commercial with Rachel Dratch and and all the Boston dudes with the yeah. and the and then Big Poppy was there. Hey, you can't back that. He's got smart pack. Easy, easy, it's Big <laughs> Poppy. Sorry about that, you bigness.
1: I'll tell you what, you know, it's weird because before I before I moved here. I was like, there's no way people really talk that way. That, that can't be real. And then I moved here. I'm like, oh, my God, they really talk that way. But like, well, by
0: the way, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's, it's strange. I mean, and you you said it best. I mean, it's like, you know, wicked and everything. You know, when they when they get passionate, it's like, yeah, kid, kid's a big thing. You end your sentences with kid. Yes.
0: Clem, shout Yeah, or No, wicked good or wicked bad.
1: Uh, I'm a fan of clam chowder. I do. I I can't do the accent. I've never have done the accent. I, 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 I'm weird. I don't have the Southern accent, even though I spent all the years there and I don't have the the Boston accent. I'm just kind of like a weird robot.
0: Have you ever packed your car in the yard of the harbor?
1: Okay, now that's something they don't say. That is because there is no yard uh you, where you can park your car at Harvard. They're, they're, so then,
0: what? So then, why do people? So then, what's it with packing cars and harbors over here?
1: That is someone who has never lost. Who said that? Absolutely. Now, that's the one thing. Oh, and the other thing too. Nobody here calls it Beantown. Beantown is something I, that only out-of-towners call it. Whenever you say Beantown, you're like, oh boy. It's almost like people who call Atlanta. Hotlanta. Nobody in Atlanta calls it Hotlanta. Just people from out of Atlanta call it Hotlanta. So that's how you know someone's a tourist is if they say Beantown.
0: Oh, by the way, do you do you remember um, do, do you do you remember a few years ago when the Red Sox made it to the won the World Series and Joe Buck said, and I quote, "The Boston Red Sox are world champions."
1: Oh, yeah. That was what's I'll tell you what's crazy, Parker, is that I don't live that far. From Fenway Park, and whenever the Red Sox would win a playoff game, you would hear like a swelling of people on the street. It becomes like a party. People would go down the road. It would shut down the streets. Like when they would win, you know, either the 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 um, the the championship or they would win one of the earlier rounds. You would hear people out until three in the morning, going nuts and partying and honking horns. This town is so much fun during the playoffs, no matter what the sport is.
0: And if I remember correctly, there was, there is another, there, so there, so like there's a, there's a guy on 90, you know, 92.9, the game in Atlanta. Yeah,
1: I do. Of course. Yeah. Are you,
0: are you familiar with Andy Bunker? Do you know who he is? I, I
1: know the name. I'm not familiar with his. Uh... I, th-
0: I believe he was, a, I believe he was, he, he worked in, in Boston for the Red Sox for a while. Okay. And then he moved over to Atlanta and now hosts the morning show. With, I mean, the the midday show with, with one Randy McMichael. Oh who yeah. Actually. Yeah. Fun fact. The, 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 so before, before Andy and Randy were hosting the morning show, it was hosted, I mean, the, uh, sorry, the midday show, it was hosted by one Rick Kamla and one Mr. John Michaels.
1: Yeah, I know Rick Kamla. Rick Kamla used to be on NBA TV. I've done interviews with Rick Kamla before. Uh, Rick Kamla is a, uh, is a, is a funny guy. We, we played an entire break of his after the Patriots won that Super Bowl against the um, Falcons. And, you know, being people from Boston, we found it to be hysterical because he was taking calls from people saying, like, we won the game, bro! We had totally won it and we blew it! And, you know, that's always fun, too, is when, you know, Patriots or or any kind of team around here wins. We love listening to what the teams, in the, the radios in the other cities are saying because it's always pretty funny.
0: So, yeah. um, And just, so, speaking of um, reporters flying the nest... I don't know if you know, so you know. So, do you remember that? So, the 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 Hawks' current sideline reporter is one Miss Tabitha Turner Wilkins. Okay. And then, and wh- sh- wh- who took over for one Miss Lauren Jabara, who now works over at NBA TV? And, and let me-, me tell you something: Lauren Jabara has the face for television
1: go oh, that's that's great and, and do you know
0: I, do you know, by the way do you know who I'm talking about or how, do you have no idea who I'm so talking about i have i do not
1: know um cuz I, I i i i haven't seen i think the local uh, hawks every time the hawks are on up here it's on national tv so i see the espn and the tnt crew so i don't get to see um, Fox was it Fox South or something that they've got? Uh,
0: Bally Sports South, Bally Fox Sports. Sports South. So then, Di- so it used to be Fox Sports South, but then Diamond Sports Group brought like bought like the the Fox Sport the Fox Sports networks, and now it's Bally Sports.
1: So so so, Parker, who's your favorite broadcaster? Like, of all the broadcast, because you're very you're you're really good at your job. So I don't
0: know, man. I yeah. they're they're all pretty solid, if you ask me.
1: Mm-hmm. Is is there one that? When they're on the broadcast, you go, okay, this is going to be fun. This person makes me smile. This guy always knows their, or, or female knows exactly what to say. Is there anyone that you say, I could take some tips from this person?
0: No, not really. Actually, do you, do you, so do you by any chance, so Mike Conti, he's the, the radio voice of the Atlanta United and also the pre half and post game show host for the Atlanta Hawks. Do you yeah. know
1: of him? I do. Now, I do know Mike Conti, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good friend of ours. Oh, nice. That's great. Do, so, you, you know sorry, I've, I've I've gone off on like a on, tw- on a twenty. I've gone off a, on a twenty-minute tangent. So <laughs> I, I need
1: that. to twenty-minute compl- tangents are right. the best tangents, Parker. That's the great thing about you, Parker, is that you go where you where you know where the passion goes. Don't listen to don't listen to people who say you. Have is that
0: why everyone like- likes? Is that why everyone likes Pat McAfee and Stephen A. Smith? You know, Stephen A. Smith may Pat, Matt, because like, you know, Pat McAfee, like, I don't know if you've listened. I don't know if you've listened or watched him, but he is a funny guy. Matter yeah. of fact, do you remember a few years ago when the NFL draft was in ten, was in uh, Tennessee I and uh, and Pat McAfee announced the the, And I believe the Colts picked Bobby Okariki that night.
1: I, and I, I, I don't remember. Pat don't McAfee that announced name.
0: that pick, and he was dogging on the Titans. <laughs> I assume you know what dogging on means, right? I know.
1: Oh, I, I lived in the South no enough to, uh, long enough to know what dogging on means. Absolutely, All
0: right, me. but anyways, how did you get into broadcasting?
1: So it's strange. I actually, um, I was in a band uh, that they used to travel around and play on the weekends, and I went to Georgia Tech, and the college radio station was looking. Wrek. For- very good. Absolutely. And, and um, they were looking for DJs on air people. And I being a, a dummy thought that if I became a DJ, maybe they would play my music. I learned that that's not how it works. But I hosted a, uh, a talk show called Tech Talk. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And I liked it so much that I started calling around radio stations to seeing if they needed an intern. And there used to be a station. I think I think it's back. It was called 99X.
0: Oh, yeah. 99X. So the thing with 99X is it was a station for a while, but then it became Rock 100.5. And then Rock 100.5, like, like, like left the airways and and 99X took over on. Like, cause like they some they're they're the they're, their h wwwqhd2 they're I think, and now they have their own station.
1: So so Parker, you know what's crazy about this industry and crazy about this is that sometimes it's just timing. And with me, I had called 99X and left a message, just saying, "Hey, if you need an intern, I'd love to do it." I go to Georgia Tech. I'm in radio, and um, I got a call from the host saying that they needed somebody because, like, uh, almost immediately because their intern. Something had happened, so Parker was crazy. They had an intern that every morning, every person on the show was giving them like five ten dollars to go get breakfast for them at a bagel place down the street. So this was going on for like five six months, and then one day the host went to that bagel restaurant on the weekend, and the owner was like, "Hey Jimmy, do you like the free food that we're giving you every morning?" And Jimmy goes, "Free food? What do you mean?" He goes, "Yeah yeah, yeah. I give your intern all the free food, and and you know to bring back to you guys." It ended up the intern had been keeping everybody's money and not like using it and didn't tell anyone he was getting it for free. So he basically had stolen like $500 from him. So they fired him and they needed someone immediately. So if it wasn't for that intern messing up, I may not have ever been in broadcasting. So it was kind of nice that I, that's, uh, you know, unfortunate for him, but I guess good for me.
0: Was this on Power 99 by any chance? Uh,
1: that's a great reference, but Power 99 had already flipped to 99X by that point, but it was the same frequency, you're absolutely right. It used to be Power 99, but I was on 99X. Oh, um
0: um okay, so my grandfather tells me uh, you have some crazy stories from your time broadcasting in Atlanta. Oh, and after you tell that story, I do have I do want to give a shout out to someone that you probably might not know, but you do you may know.
1: Sure, sure. Who's who's the shout out? Let's hear it. Oh,
0: no, you go uh, so do you by any chance remember the radio the that old morning the old morning show on ninety on um ninety on ninety six rock when when power ninety six point one was ninety-six rock, the regular guys? Yeah. So so at the so I don't know if you do you I don't know if you were around, but there's a Mexican restaurant out here, Quesadori's Mexican restaurant.
1: Okay. That sounds awesome.
0: So so anyways, one of the um one of the the owner's son who sadly um passed away god rest his soul knew someone who who i believe was on the regular guys by the name of mr don diablo i th- there are i think his fir- his first name is either larry or will
1: oh uh, larry wax larry wax yes the host. larry wax oh, yeah. i think yeah L- larry is a, a good guy and um you know we when I was in Atlanta, even though I was on 99X, you know, we, we were friends. As a matter of fact, at one point, Larry tried to hire me to be with the regular guys. And um, I ended up uh, re-signing with 99X instead. But I, I I always liked those guys. I think that I never really knew Eric, but Larry was a really, really good dude. I liked him a lot.
0: Did Larry, by any chance, have a nickname? That was Don Diablo by any chance?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I mean, maybe. It sounds kind of like something funny that he would do. Uh, but uh, I always just knew him as Larry Wax, you know, one of the regular guys. He was very funny. Good guy.
0: Because uh, was there a regular a guy by the name of William who was on the regular guys? or not? Or do you not know of any William so, on the regular guys? I
1: remember it was Larry and Eric. Were the two main ones, but then there was South. Oh, yeah,
0: Eric von Hessler.
1: That's it, Eric von Hessler, who I think is now on GST, I believe, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, no, WSB, SB, you're right, that's right. Um, and then there was uh, Southside Steve Rickman. He was, oh, yeah,
0: Steve Rickman, yep, who I believe hosted Bailey and Southside on on Rock 100.5.
1: Yep, absolutely, with Axel, my good friend Axel was on that station. Now he's at the river, Axel's at the river now. Mm,
0: Uh, Yes, the river. Yeah, Ninety-seven-one yeah. with um English Nick and Deborah Green and and uh, Steve, what's his face? Steve-, Steve Craig. Oh yeah, Steve Craig, who yeah. you might recognize as the voice. Uh, like, so fun fact. So I don't know if you you've it t- you. Did you go to any hockey games when you were in Atlanta? Because oh, I had was, a minor was league a team. Fan.
1: Absolutely, I love because the there
0: was a minor league team called the Atlanta Gladiators, and I believe that Steve Rickman was their, Oh, sorry, Steve Craig was their public address announcer. And who actually is the public, the current public address announcer for the Atlanta United? And how I knew this was so, I'm going to tell another quick story. Awesome. My great, so my father and I. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going off on these tangents. I love but, these tangents. So my father and I were ble- we're blessed to um, like to go to get to go to an Atlanta United match. Um, some of our good, like, one of our friends had two tickets to the match and he, so he relinquished them to us. And so they were playing Nashville SC, I believe. They won 4-0. They debuted their, like, a new kit they called the 404 kit. And then Saba, one of their new players, Saba, scored his first goal of the season. So anyways, like, when the guy, so like the guy was doing the thing and he said, please welcome to the pitch. You're Atlanta United. So I'm like, so like, cause like, so I, so I was, so I looked this guy up and I, so, so I got I get my dad's phone and I look up, who is the, the voice of the, Atlanta who is the radio announcer for the, I mean, the the public address announcer for the Atlanta Gladiators. And sure enough, the same guy, yeah. Steve Craig. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm saying is, I have this really obscure talent where I can recognize voices and automatically put it into my my mind where where I heard them. You know,
1: that's awesome. Steve Craig is one of the all-time great guys. Like he was a like I, I consider him a friend. Like when we worked together, like we would hit it off. On he liked really obscure bands that I would like, and then you know we would talk a little bit about sports, but mostly it was our our love of strange music that I think, uh, that that helped us bond. And, um, and yeah, and he is great at his job, like uh, not just the radio job, but he's great at announcing. I've heard him do it before. And he's passionate about the teams. He loves what he does. Um, if you want to laugh, there was when the Atlanta thrashers first came around, there was a guy who did the radio calls whose name was Scott Farrell, and Scott. Oh, wait, Farrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait,
0: wait, hold on. You mean to tell me the Scott Farrell, as in Farrell, like the Farrell on the bench? Yep. Wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that Scott? Mother flipping Pharrell, pardon my French, father. Wait, so you mean to tell me that the same Scott Pharrell who hosts, who who hosts like probably who who hosts Pharrell on the bench was was the radio announcer for the Atlanta Glad for the Atlanta Thrashers? Absolutely,
1: and it was get spiritual. the
0: heck out of town. <laughs> yeah. I really want to get, dude. i have okay. Look, I'm not trying to. Okay, look, I know. Like my mom doesn't want me to do this, but like sometimes on the podcast, I'll ask my guests. To get us people, so if you if you like, do you by any chance are you still connected with
1: Mr. Pharrell? No, I have not. I've ne- I've never been correct, connected with him. He he's I loved him because I. But it was crazy because you would hear him and his voice was just so different. He would be like it's
0: Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging it out.
1: Like, it would sound like he, he was gargling glass, but you for some reason you didn't mind it. His voice is so distinct. Right but, over the river and through the woods from where Granny. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll tell you what the Thrashers did like a bunch of really interesting stuff. Like as far as they had him be the voice, they had Mitch Hedberg, who's one of my favorite comedians, do commercials for the Thrashers. It was really fun and outside the box, and 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 it's a shame that it didn't work. But there's rumors that the NHL might go back to Atlanta now, which would be kind of fun because hockey's the best. You know, NHL hockey is a lot of fun.
0: So, um, back to your crazy time. Because I do have some, I do have a, like, so, because, like, I would, like, surely you have a lot of connections, like, in, within the world of sports. So, well, like, I would love to have them on the show. But anyways, back to you. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm making a, I'm making a complete fool out of, out, no, no, out of no. myself okay. on I my own
1: show. Parker, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is why you're great, all right? I, th- there's there's so many people, Parker, who do it, they go down the list of questions and they do that. Here's why you're fantastic at what you do, is because you take those tangents that you're passionate about and you run with them. Because I guarantee you, Parker, when you're passionate about something, people would rather listen to that a thousand times out of a thousand than a right turn into some questions that you may have. So embrace those tangents, Parker. You're so good at it. When you start going off about a game that you love or a moment that you were a part of, that's the kind of stuff that gets the listeners engaged. That's the kind of stuff that makes people identify with you and love hearing you outside of just any other voice. So Parker, take that and run with it because that is your gift.
0: Can I ask you a stupid question? Of course. Do you by any chance remember what station that the Atlanta Thrashers were on? Cuz maybe I know maybe I know some people who work at said station. Actually, matter of fact,
1: I, I'll have my producer look it up. But anyways, back to you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I you know, I don't know because at the time oh, the sports station was um it wasn't 929 the game. It was it was an AM and I forget what it was, but Steak Shapiro was one of the hosts.
0: oh, yeah. St- yes, yes, Steak Shapiro is like he is legendary
1: <laughs> yep, and I forget what the name of the station was, but it was an a m sports station that I believe that was the one that carried the Thrashers.
0: okay, cool, so back to your crazy time in Atlanta,
1: <laughs> yes. Would you like to hear a story, like about some of the, the stuff? Is that is that what you like to oh, hear? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sure, sure.
1: Whatever uh, I mean, you want. I, I used to. So Parker, when I first got in in radio, I tried to do whatever I could to get airtime to make it so I was so valuable to them that they couldn't get rid of me. It's kind of just you know once you get your foot in the door, you don't ever want anyone to be able to push it back out. So I would just ask the host if I could borrow. They had this 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 hidden mic that looked like a pen. And so I was like, you know, could I go out and record some hidden mic bits? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I remember the first one that I did is I I went to a music store and I asked them if I could try out the microphones. And and they're like, sure. And I just kind of was like, test, 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 test. And then all of a sudden I started going, ah!" I like cranked it as loud as I could "Ah!" until they had to come in and they turned it back down. And then they would walk away and I would crank it again. "Ah!" And they, you know, said that you got to stop or we're going to get the police. And we aired it and it was a huge hit. (laughs) I did a bunch of other bits that were like crazy and over the top. Um, And then there was something that we did for uh, charity where I got buried alive inside of this like casket. And they put like two tons of concrete over the top of me to where I couldn't get out. And I wasn't able to get out until we collected a, a truck full of toys for Toys for Tots. And I was in a parking lot covered in concrete for like two and a half days and we ended up raising getting like a whole truck full of toys and yeah i I did anything I could to get into radio to get my voice out there and um and it works and somehow I'm here after doing all that crazy stuff
0: so out of all your experiences what was the greatest moment or memory
1: oh man uh, I mean there's been there's been cool stuff I mean there's been like uh, you know the, some of the people I've like heroes that I've been able to interview in this job, like people I never thought I would meet. Um, like Sylvester Stallone was cool, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, I got to meet Larry Bird, um, uh, Jerry Rice, who I was a massive fan of when I was a kid. Like I had a poster of him on my wall, and that's the first thing I told him. I'm like, I want you to know, I don't mean to sound creepy, but every night when I was a kid, I would go to sleep looking at your face because there was a poster of you right across from me that said Goldfingers, and it had you holding the football. And he was like, he told me all about that, you know, that, that poster that was made. Um, it's, you know, every time we, you know, we hit number one, I always th- feel that I'm lucky that people actually care. That's an achievement. I don't know, just the fact that I can do this for a living and be able to feed my family on just goofing around about stuff that I love is probably the best thing about it, partner.
0: So, do you so when the Patriots made it to 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 the three straight Super Bowls, Super Bowl 51, Super Bowl 52 and Super Bowl 53, did you get to travel with the team?
1: Uh so I didn't travel with the team, but I always travel. In other words, yeah. Did
0: you do the show, did you do your show on location from the Super Bowl?
1: Every every or Super no? Bowl, even the ones the Patriots aren't there, I always like we we show up on Monday and we broadcast on this thing called Media Row, which is this huge like convention center. That a bunch of radio stations and TV stations from all around the country, and they they come there and they bring the players by. They bring a bunch of players who aren't in the Super Bowl, and all day long you're interviewing, you know, these these guys, and and then you go to media day, which is when each of the players comes out on a podium and you get to for an hour to talk to them. It's it's amazing. It's one of the best weeks uh, to do radio or to do television of the year is Super Bowl Media Week. So yes, I, I go to every Super Bowl Media Week
0: so when you were so when you were at Super Bowl 53 which was in Atlanta, did you get like did did you get like goosebumps like because like Atlanta was your hometown?
1: It was cool. I got to see some friends that were down there um and you know i I got to go up and eat at my favorite restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants in the world, which is in ackworth it's called henry's it's a uh it's like a, a Cajun place which uh, when I say it's one of my favorite restaurants in the world, I truly mean it. And and also there's no waffle houses up here, Parker. So it was killing me. I got to go down and eat at a waffle house or two while I was Can there. I ask
0: you can I ask you another question? Sure. Do you know Mr. Alan Roach?
1: Alan Roach. Uh, I'm not sure where would I know him from. Public
0: address announcer for the Minnesota Vikings. Public address announcer for the Colorado Avalanche. No, I public don't. address announcer for the for for many a Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't. But he's just, I mean, just go.
0: Just look up Alan Roach, and maybe you'll know who I'm talking about. You bet
1: I will, Parker. Absolutely. All right.
0: Anyways, any other stories you think our listeners would like to know?
1: Oh, just you know, uh, it's 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 a lifetime of stories. But I I, I got to be honest, it's um. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a fun job. And, and you know what, Parker, I say this all the time is like, you know, somebody gets to do jobs like mine. You know, if you see a job that you like and you, and you, and you want it, just know that somebody has to do it. And Parker, what I love about you is that you're an original voice who obviously knows so much about what you're talking about. Like you, you're throwing out knowledge that I do this for a living and I don't even know this stuff. You're so good at it. But, you know, if you continue to embrace the voice that you have and not really try to be anyone else, you know, you you're going to be able to sh- share your gift with the world. And, and that's going to make and that's truly going to make people want to listen to you as opposed to anybody else.
0: So on this podcast, we are all sports fanatics. So last question we ask as a fan, what do you think is the all time greatest moment in sports?
1: Ooh, All time greatest moment in sports. I'm going to have to say the moment and this is it's 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 tragic and it's amazing at the same time. It was when Drew Brees got hurt back in the early 2000s and they put Tom Brady in for the first time and the greatest of all time stepped on the field and started his career just dominating because I don't think in any sport other than Wayne Gretzky is there an absolutely Unquestioned greatest like Tom Brady is. And to be able to witness that and, and know that that was the moment that it all started. That might be the greatest moment in sports.
0: Wait, hold on. Drew Brees played for the Patriots.
1: I'm sorry. Did I say Drew Brees? Drew Bledsoe. I, I, oh, Drew. Oh, Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. Boy, now you know why I'm so good at my job. Uh, you can tell it's late. That's
0: um, okay. That's okay. I've made many. I, I've made many mistakes myself. Well,
1: Drew Brees. Let, let, let's change history. So when Drew Brees and his mole did play for the Patriots, you know, let's, let's just <laughs> create a false history here. Then maybe, and then Tom Brady ended up playing for, oh, let's say, the Jets.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to throw my producer under the bus. So I was getting my hair cut at Sports Clips earlier today, uh-huh. and we were talking, and she's so so like. Wait, what did you say exactly? I asked if he was played with Tom Brady. I didn't mean. To... So so she was talking about um uh oh shoot uh no 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 it was um so uh it was what? What? so it was so JJ Watt right oh yeah and she said. Did, I just think he was that's what I, was I was like did I was like didn't Tom Brady play quarterback she was like didn't Tom Brady play quarterback or something like I don't know no just say it you, you no, I was, do it. I thought
1: he played with Tom
0: Brady and I said no, I are you kidding me <laughs> you thought I thought he was Tom Brady but like seriously how in the world would you mistake JJ Watt for Tom Brady I didn't I didn't
1: anyway uh, Parker, All right, Parker, moving on. I'm this
0: down, even
1: though I didn't say it. You know, you know what, Parker? I'll tell you one thing is that in your broadcasting career, you're probably going to mess up a million times, and the best thing to do is just say, oh, yeah, I screwed that up. Because if you try to play it off, everyone's going to be like, ah! I, I screwed up, <laughs> okay. up a million times. So I, I, I feel your producer. That is something that I, I probably would have said something like that when I just wasn't thinking that I'd be like, oh, what am I talking about?
0: I will say I have another really embarrassing story. Love it. So you know, th- are you familiar with the Burt Show? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work right next so, to.
0: So I was actually like their Falcons reporter for a while. Meaning I would like do a recap of the Falcon game. And it. one game they were playing, and one game was against the Saints. And they were, and the game was about to go to overtime. And I said, "We're about to go to dr- we're-, we're we're heading into dreaded overtime." Like I. <laughs> <laughs> yes i i like like and then like mom was petrified because like like i don't know like she said like. Well, I, I,
1: did you just burp on command did you just burp on command <laughs> yeah. that's the best so, thing ever sorry i give me another one give me another and here one. i am making a fool out of myself no let's hear it give me another burp on command <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Let me see. Okay. Me Sorry. Man, <laughs> see.
0: Well, this well, well, what do you say we ended right here before um How's that? Before, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, uh, well this well this just went somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep up with you, Parker, man. I'm telling you. Maybe that's tomorrow on the air, I am going to uh, I'm going to intentionally burp in the middle of a sentence and just to see if anyone catches it. What do you think about that, Parker?
0: yes okay. so what do you, so so uh thank you for your time mr shirt and leave and thank you oh and then to the listeners thank you for checking out the fan and fanatic podcast
1: bye Bye. right you're the best parker Seaman.
0: all right fanatics i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the fan and fanatic thank you for joining us and thank you for all of your support don't forget to follow or subscribe or whatever your podcast app says to do and you can follow us on facebook instagram and youtube for my broadcast partner, Brian Grielecki, this is Parker Grilecki saying, game, set, match.